My name is Angela Cox and I am the Mindset Mentor and this is the Mindset Mentor Meets Podcast. Now my aim is to discover and share the secrets of success. You'll hear engaging and uplifting interviews with business leaders at the top of their game, all primed to deliver bucketfuls of value and inspiration. We'll bring practical tips, success strategies and golden nuggets of motivation to help you unleash your absolute potential. Now, please do like, share and leave a review if you love this podcast. It really does help others to find us. Thanks for listening and let's jump in now and meet this week's fabulous guest. Hello and welcome to this episode. It's Angela Cox, the Mindset Mentor, and I'm on my own today. Kicking off a new series, which is going to take place once every month, and it's all about mastering your mindset. We could all use a little bit of that, couldn't we? Now, I'm at home today recording this. I'm actually recording it the day after Boris has announced another lockdown for us. So, My family and I are plunged into the change curve once again, and there is every possibility that I'll be interrupted during this podcast recording by one of my two children who are currently being homeschooled. Not by me, I hasten to add. Thankfully, by their own teachers via Microsoft Teams and Zoom. My goodness me, how hard is it to be a homeschooled teacher? I don't envy those that need to do that for a living. My goodness. I hope you're all well. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes that have gone out already this month. You will have heard from the amazing Andy Cope and also Greg Searle, the Olympic gold medalist. So an amazing start to the new year on the podcast front. As I said, this is a special episode and I'm aiming to bring you an episode like this once every month based on your feedback. And this is about mastering your mindset. This first episode is going to be based upon the fact that you are better than you think you are. So we'll be digging into that. And then a range of other subjects as we go through the year. And please do feel free to drop me a line and let me know if there's any subject in particular that you'd like me to tackle because I'm always happy to do that if it's within my area of expertise. Now a few things that I want to tell you before we begin. If you're on Instagram I'd love it if you'd hop over there and follow me. I'm Mindset Mentor Angela Cox and I put out content every day pretty much that is designed to inspire and motivate you. And I've also just joined this new app called Clubhouse. I don't know whether you've heard of it. I got a nudge off one of my good friends to say, come and join this thing. It's brilliant. This is not an ad, by the way. And so I've just joined that. So if you are on there, you'll find me under the name of Angela Cox and my handle is mindset underscore mentor. And I'd love for you to come and get involved because I'll be running some rooms in the Clubhouse and sharing my content as I like to do. A few other things to tell you. Earlier this month, I launched something called the Project Me Academy. Now, this is for people who can't necessarily access one-to-one coaching with me, but want to be able to 
improve themselves, get back to the best version of them, and to really figure out where it is that they're heading and where they want to get to over the next sort of three to five years. What I've done is I've taken the essence of my 12-month one-to-one coaching methodology and I've put that into an online program which is coupled with a Facebook community. There's about 200 members in there and we started at the beginning of January. It's a 12-month program and you've got until the end of January to sign up for this first tranche. So if you feel like you're a bit stuck or you want to you know, build on any success that you've already had and just be part of a tribe that is going to make you feel good, then do come along and join that. I'll put the details around that in the show notes. God, I sound so much like a podcaster when I say that. And you'll be able to click on there and find out more about it. As I say, we're going to close the enrolment at the end of the month so that most people are going through it at the same time. I might open it up again later on this year. I'll see how that goes. But I would love you to come and join and have you on board. It's £300 for the annual membership or you can pay monthly if you want to break it down and just maybe try it out for the first month. So it's £27.50 a month. Very much worth it. So let's get on with the show, shall we? Today's show, I've just said it's called You're Better Than You Think You Are. And of course, that is the name of my new book, which came out in December. And this episode really is dedicated to that notion, because unless you are a narcissist or indeed a psychopath, in which case I don't need to remind you that you're better than you think you are, unless you're one of those, you're probably a bit like me, where some days you know that you're better than you think you are and other days you don't. If you're in a camp of you never know that you're better than you think you are, then you definitely need this podcast and you definitely need the book. The more work that you do on yourself, I find, the more the element of you're better than you think you are becomes part of your nature. But we are designed to doubt ourselves. That's the way that we're built. We are designed to stay small, to stay within our comfort zone and to avoid that horrible feeling of rejection. And therefore, you are not necessarily fully self-aware if you are not sometimes doubting your worth, if you are not sometimes doubting your value, and if your confidence takes a knock from time to time, either by things that happen to you, that you experience, or by the voice inside your head, that pesky Miss Meddler. And that is entirely normal. But what I'm striving to do as part of my mission for 2021 is to help you more often than not know that you're better than you think you are. I want us to kind of push aside the self-doubt. I don't think it would be normal to be in a situation where you never ever feel it. As I say, you're either a narcissist, a psychopath or completely lacking in self-awareness. But what we want to do is to be able to rev up the confidence have you feeling that self-belief and just remembering what a badass you really are. That was a bit American, wasn't it? But I do love Jen Sincero's book around You Are a Badass. It was one of those books that I read once that really helped me to change the way that I saw myself. And I want my book, You're Better Than You Think You Are, to be the same thing for you. 
Now, what the book does is it takes you through the five shackles that hold you back. And how have I identified those five shackles? Well, they're definitely through my own experiences. And I'll be honest, I have experienced all of them at times in my life. But they're also based on the thousands of hours that I've spent coaching women and men. Now, women and men are very different in the way that they show up and the way that they experience the shackles, but they certainly experience them, you know, either all of them or some of them to a greater or a lesser extent. And I know through my work that these are the things that hold us back the most. So these are things like the shadows, as I call it, which is to do with fear. These are things like the stained glass windows, which we're going to talk about today which are all to do with beliefs. These are things like trauma, and this could be what I call big T trauma, you know, the things that would be obvious to someone if you talked about them as being traumatic. So, you know, maybe things like abuse or domestic violence or childhood trauma, horrible things that have happened to you along the way. But also, and perhaps even more obvious, are things like small T traumas. So, These are things like people telling you something about yourself that perhaps you weren't aware of and it's cut you like a knife, you know, or you might have experienced some rejection along the way. You've put your heart and soul into something and somebody doesn't like it. These small events that happen to us can really shape the way that we feel about ourselves and therefore the way that we show up in our daily lives. And so the book and the shackles really dig into different elements that hold us back and it helps you to understand how to unlock them. But today in this podcast I really want to focus on one of the shackles and the one that I want to focus on is what I call the stained glass windows. Good Catholic girl here or at least I was when I was growing up and my mum used to take us to church every Sunday, St Ethelbert's Church in Bolton. And I was part of the Catholic school there as well. And it was run by nuns, although not exclusively. And within the church there, which was absolutely beautiful, I remember as a little girl being totally in awe of the stained glass windows and of the candle holders. So they would have these kind of holders that could hold maybe 30 candles all burning at once. It probably wouldn't be allowed now for health and safety reasons. But you could go in the church any time and put some money in the box and light one of these candles and say yourself a little prayer. And so I was familiar with this process every weekend and I'd walk into the church and I'd light my candle and we'd do the mass and I would be in awe of these beautiful stained glass windows which would line each side of the church and be just above the altar as well and they were stunning every single colour of the rainbow and when the light would shine through they would distort the way the internal atmosphere of the church would look because you'd get these kind of rainbow colours you know shining down onto people's faces and making them look completely different. So when I was writing the book and I was thinking about the shackles around beliefs It occurred to me that stained glass windows was a really good way of bringing that to life. One of the things that I like to do is to help people connect with concepts in a really easy way. 
I used to work in business improvement and I spent years doing this and trained to the highest levels in things like Lean and Six Sigma and business improvement methodologies. And one of the things that used to drive me bonkers about them was this language that was wrapped around them, which was often Japanese, and how inaccessible it made the methodologies to people that hadn't been trained. And I was always on a mission to sort of turn it into a language that everybody could understand and access. And I like to do the same with all of these mindset theories so that you can take an analogy and you can understand it really deeply but really easily. So when I'm talking about stained glass windows, I want you to just consider for a moment if you've ever felt like an alien in the presence of other people. You might see things differently. So I know Mr. Cox and I, you know, he'll look at a situation completely differently to me. And I'll be sitting there feeling like I'm on another planet because he just doesn't get phased by stuff in the same way. You know, I might be blood boiling or spitting feathers and he's just there as cool as a cucumber and not remotely affected by the same things that I am. So this idea that you see things differently can get you in a situation where you start to wonder if you're actually normal, whatever that means. I'm saying the word normal in inverted commas. You might read things in a different way to other people. You might react in a different way. So, you know, you could have had an experience that has made you fly off the handle. It might have made you feel that horrible burning sensation. Please tell me I'm not the only person that feels this, where you get this heat that sort of almost comes in through the top of your head. And it comes all the way down over your face, down onto your chest, and then right down into the pit of your stomach. And it is almost as though there is this wall of heat consuming you when you are experiencing something like shame, for example, or you've just had a realization that you've got something wrong. Now, If you're sitting there listening to this and going, well, no, I don't have that sensation when something's gone wrong, then number one, I am so pleased for you because that's just amazing. But number two, what this shows is this probably isn't one of the stains on your window. You probably haven't been impacted by this stuff in your previous life or in your life earlier. And therefore, it's not one of your things. And that's okay because The way that you react, the way that you feel certain situations are due to the stains on your window. And let me tell you, you won't be a human being if you don't have any stains. But just like the stains that Mr. Cox has on his window and the stains that I have on mine are different and make us respond and react in different ways, such you will have a different pattern to the stains on your window too. So I want you to imagine now a window in a frame and imagine that this window represents the sensory filter that you have at the front of your eyes and you know the sides of your ears so that everything that you take in from the world has to pass through this window. What you see, 
what you feel, what you hear, what you smell, etc., etc., please tell me I'm not the only person who struggles to remember all of the senses when you try and list them. Why is that so hard? I think I need them as a tattoo on my wrist so that when I have to say the senses, it's really easy to remember them. I must say at this point that I do all of the podcasts unscripted. I do all of my work unscripted. So I never really know what's coming next and I make lots of mistakes along the way. But I hope you'll forgive me for that because I want it to be authentic. So back to the window. You've got this window frame, which is taking in all of the information that you're experiencing in the here and now. And I want you to know that that's all that it is. Everything that you're experiencing right now as you listen to this podcast is simply information. It's completely neutral. So you're hearing the sound of my voice. What I'm saying to you might be bringing a reaction in your body, might be bringing a thought process in your mind. You might be able to see lots of things around you as you're listening to me, if you haven't got your eyes closed. (laughs) You might be able to feel not only sensations within you, but you might be able to feel the textures of the things that you know, you're sitting on, or if you're walking, you'll be able to feel your feet hitting the ground. But all of this information is purely just data that is coming through your window. Until, and this is the important bit now, until you apply a meaning to it. It's neutral until you apply a meaning to it. Now, That's where the stains on your window come in, your individual pattern that changes the way you see something over and above what other people see and experience. You might have an individual stain on your window that goes back to an experience at school. So maybe, this is a really common one actually, maybe a teacher asked you to stand up and read in front of the class. Now, through my work, I know that this one is really common. I also find it really difficult to connect with because I used to love getting up and standing and reading in front of the class. It was one of my favourite things to do. You know, not that I'm a bit of an extrovert in any way, shape or form. But lots of people struggled with this. And let's just say, if you were in this situation, asked to stand up and read in front of the class, and you stumbled And in the stumbling, either the teacher looked at you in a crossway or you perceived her or him to look at you in a crossway. Or let's say that some of your classmates laughed at the fact that you'd stumbled. What that experience can do is create enough of a traumatic feeling within you to create a stain on your window. It was such a horrible experience from an embarrassment perspective, a humiliation perspective, a feeling intimidated or overpowered, whatever it might be, it's left a stain on your window. And often the stains on our windows are rooted in something that I call the never enough program. So we all run the never enough program. It's so common. And we run it, like everything, to a greater or lesser extent, depending on our experiences. But the Never Enough program has lots of siblings. 
So if you think about Never Enough as the parent, there are so many siblings to the Never Enough program. Things like, you know, not feeling that it's okay to get something wrong. Or on the flip side of that, being determined that everything must be right. There are arms and legs all over the place when it comes to the Never Enough program, but the stains on your window are often related to it. Now, as I said, I don't have a stain on my window when it comes to standing up in front of people, but if you do, any time that you're felt like you're put on the spot, and that might not even be in a public speaking arena, it might just be that you're in a meeting at work and someone asks for your opinion, the fact that that stain is on your window will bring a level of discomfort to that moment now. Because as the information is flowing through your filter, your stained glass window, the information is going to flow through that specific stain about being embarrassed at school and you are suddenly going to be flushed with that heat, you're going to feel the panic, and you're going to feel that you're going to mess this up. So if that's something that you can relate to, you might want to dig into previous experiences where you felt that feeling before. You know, it can run so much deeper than this though. So you might have a parent, for example, that was largely absent when you were younger. And that might be that, you know, a parent physically left the home through divorce or something else. Or it might be that one of your parents was absent because of work and or was emotionally absent. But you as a little girl or a little boy back then might have made that mean something about you. So the reason dad has left the family home is not because there was a relationship issue between mum and dad. It's because I mustn't have been a very good girl or a very good boy. What we make these things mean when we're so tiny, tiny, tiny shapes the way that we show up. And the way that that specific one can show up in adult life is a feeling like you're not lovable. And therefore, you can go through life almost seeking approval from other people to prove that you are lovable. So the way that it shapes your behaviour and the way that that stain on your window can impact your adult life is huge. And what makes it really difficult is that other people don't necessarily understand your behaviour because they don't have the same stain on their window. And this is where we get you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. It's not really about that. It's just about individuals being different because of the way that their experiences shape them to see information that's flowing through their window. Now, the thing about these stains is that often they are put on the window by single events, but over time they become more opaque. They become permanent additions to the window and they form into beliefs, what we call limiting beliefs or what I call shackling beliefs. And my God, these are the enemy of confidence and they're the things that erode self-belief. So when I'm working with clients one-to-one, even in things like executive coaching, I will spend a lot of time with my clients 
helping them understand the inner game, helping them understand where these shackling beliefs are dating back to and how we can change them into empowering beliefs. Because the key to all of this and unlocking that shackle is knowing why you hold yourself back. You already know how you do it, but you need to know why. And so there's this technique that I use that actually helps us to get from a situation that you might have experienced last week or last month where you felt that horrible heat sensation or, you know, you lost the plot and kind of reacted to something in a really crazy way. And we can use an experience that happened relatively recently and actually take us back. Using that experience, take you back to the earliest time that you've ever had a connected experience. So we might start last week. And, you know, in my case, I was 43, just turned 43 in January. So I might start at 43 and I might get back to something when I was four years old that I have no conscious memory of whatsoever. But in the subconscious, I know that moment in time and I'm able to understand how I formed the stain on my window. And in getting back to that initial event, that holds the key to the window cleaning, as I call it. The ability to take that stain, remove it from the window such that you have neutrality back. And with the neutrality comes the freedom to show up in a different way. So really understanding the stains on the window, how they make you behave, why they were formed, when they were formed, gives you the detail that you need to be able to make a change and to start to move forward in a different way. It's incredibly freeing. This is so fascinating, this subject, or at least I find it fascinating, but I know that this is the job that I do. It really holds the key to you understanding that you are better than you think you are. Ultimately, this book that I write, this work that I do, this podcast that I create, anything that I put out there is not about telling you that you need to reinvent yourself, that you need to do more, that you need to have more, that you need to be more. I'm actually dead against that because I spent my whole blinking life in that mode of, you know, must do more in order to be good enough, must have more in order to be good enough, must be more in order to be good enough, must get more approval in order to be good enough. No. We want to put an end to all of that. And we simply want you to remember how wonderful you already are. And the stains on your window are clouding that perception. The more you can get to a clear, beautiful, neutral window, the more and more easily you are able to see your natural brilliance. And as I said right at the beginning, it doesn't mean that there will be days moving forward where you don't feel doubt. In fact, if you're not feeling doubt, my hunch is you're not actually stretching your capability. You're not standing on the edge of your comfort zone. Because it's when you stand on the edge 
that you feel that (gasps) moment. And that's a great moment because that shows that you're growing. But let's all move forward. Let's all grow knowing our worth, knowing our value. And the book is going to help you to do that. So if some of the things that I've been talking about today have made you interested, have made you want to go and explore more, then you know what? Invest $10.99 in the book. And, you know, even less than that on Kindle. But I would suggest you get the paperback, even though I make less of a return on the paperback. I would suggest you go paperback because there's loads of space in the margins where you can make notes. And there's lots of exercises in the book that I ask you to do to deepen your level of awareness. And they're difficult exercises. You know, the one where I talk about the self-value baseline, which is about you remembering that you are better than you think you are, is really testing people. And it does because it's hard. And the same with the stained glass windows exercises. There is an exercise in there that is going to open up your thinking as to what your limiting beliefs might be. And once you have that thinking in place, it's much easier to start to think about examples from your past that might have contributed to the stain, that might have contributed to the opaqueness, if that's even a word, of the stain on your window. And then if you want help to understand where it originates from, get in touch and come and have a breakthrough session with me and we can really dig in and get back to that root cause. I am looking forward to bringing you more and more of this type of episode alongside all of the lovely interviews that I do with people who are at the top of their game and understanding the things that can hold them back too. It's going to be a brilliant year on the podcast, but I do need your help. So I really need your help in terms of giving us reviews on the podcast because that makes us get out there more. And I'd love it if you'd start to share the podcast too on your social media. So if you listen to an episode and you like it, please share it because I really want these messages from not just me, but from all of the people that I interview to get out there and to help more people to help themselves. That's the mission. I want you to be better than you think you are throughout 2021 and beyond. So thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time and engaging. And as I say, if you can go and give me a review, I would be very happy. Let me know your ideas for future episodes. And I wish you well as we continue to weather this storm that is COVID. Keep safe, keep well, and take good care of you. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. If you did, be sure to check out the show notes to access all of those important links. For more about me, visit my website at www.angela-cox.co.uk. Now, I'd really love it if you could subscribe to our channel so that you never miss an episode. And do leave us a five-star review because it really helps us to get noticed. Bye for now. I do hope that you'll tune in next week and take good care.